0: everybody and welcome to another episode of if you don't like that hey how about playoff talk today larry krueger from the bay area is going to be coming on in just a moment but first i want to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by gold country veterinarian hospital located in auburn serving the foothills and the greater sacramento area they are a full service veterinary medicine dentistry, surgery, and wellness care. And they are dedicated to urgent care, so when your pet needs to be seen, they are available. That's Gold Country Veterinarian Hospital. Hi, everybody, and off day, Kings Warriors. They don't play again until Sunday, and right now the Kings lead this best-of-seven series two games to one. Larry Kruger, you can see him on his YouTube channel. Listen to him in the Bay Area. He's everywhere. It is so great to have him join me here to talk about this series. Larry, I got to tell you, you and I both thought that the Warriors would win this series in five or six games. And I got to be honest, Larry, after watching this Warriors team for the first three games, they don't really impress me. They got some faults. Uh, I I know they won last night, Larry, but they're not nearly as good as I thought. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, they're, they they haven't been very good all year i mean this is a team that's labored through the season um and you know there's a little bit of going on as far as they're a little too old in some spots they're a little Mm -hmm. too young in some spots but i think we saw them last night at you know partly out of necessity um you know lean on their younger guys and you know, I think Steve Kerr, if he if he does lean on them, he's going to find out that they're ready to contribute. Moses Moody and, and Jonathan Kuminga um, stepped up last night. And yeah, th- this isn't an this isn't a vintage warrior team. It hasn't been that all year. Mm-hmm. But if you if you don't take them seriously, you know, you may wind up regretting it because they're not going to be an easy out.
0: Well, last night, the Kings were awful. I didn't think the Warriors had their A game by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, their their shooting was not good. The Warriors, again, their unforced turnovers to me are so puzzling. But they have Steph Curry. And, Larry, you and I did a lot of shows during the playoffs last year. And I always said, I'm picking the Warriors because they have Steph Curry and the other team doesn't. I mean, he is the difference maker. And look at what he did last night.
1: Yeah. I mean, and we can talk about the other guys, and we will. But, uh, yeah, Steph Curry had an incredible, you know, classic um, – I don't say once in a career because he he he, <laughs> he does it quite often, but yeah. he had a huge game. And I thought one of the key little tinkering differences was Steve Kerr aligning Curry's minutes with Fox's minutes mm-hmm. and not allowing, you know, or at least if Fox is going to go off, he didn't. But if, uh, if he is, don't, you know, don't do it in those minutes when Curry's not on the floor. I mean, we, we saw Curry and Fox play different minutes at times in the in the first couple of games and every time curry was off the floor and fox was on the floor the warriors got crushed so the warriors grant com- coming into game 2 or game 3 were minus 25 in 18 minutes with steph on the bench wow Kerr lined those minutes up with fox's i thought in a in a in a more strategic way in game in game 3 and i thought it made a difference All right, I want to talk
0: to you about Draymond Green. I want to go back to game two. I want to give you my thoughts first, okay? I thought he should have been suspended. I said so before the league suspended him. I do believe that history factors into decisions made on uh, suspensions. I also think his antics with the crowd pushed it over the top. Again, I'm trying to remove myself, try to be as objective as I can,
1: just like you are. I think he should have been suspended. What about you? I don't think he should have been suspended. I think it's a blight on the league that he was. Stop taking players off the floor. No, no, he took
0: himself off the floor.
1: But stop creating a structure where players are coming off the floor. I'm tired of watching premier games without premier players. This never would have happened. You you know, the New York Giants don't take Daniel Jones off the field in the playoffs, but in the NBA, then the Knicks could have a guy taken off the floor. I hate the rule. I hate the precedent. It doesn't happen in other sports uh, for the most part. The other thing is, let's talk about this the way it actually was. This was a non-basketball play by Sabonis in like three different ways. He pulled, he pulled Clay Thompson across the lane. Then he dove. He didn't fall. He dove at the knees of other players. Easily could have been career-ending injuries. Then he gets Draymond's leg and in a in a some kind of a lock. That's a not. That's not a basketball play. That's that's whatever you want to call that within the context of a basketball game. And anything that stemmed from that afterwards should have just been a reaction to that. You can't, there's basketball plays and non-basketball plays. There's baseball plays. There's non-baseball plays. When when uh, Fernando Vigne got dropped by Albert Bell, that was a non-baseball play. If Fernando Vigne had come back and, and you know, defended himself and punched Albert, should Fernando Vigne have been, uh, you know, somehow suspended? No it was caused by albert bell completely and this was caused by demontis sabonis
0: all and right so let me let me make sure i'm hearing you. you you what you're saying is when you get ejected such as what james harden did last night with an elbow what you're saying is okay that's penalty enough don't suspend him for the next game is that what you're saying
1: I'm saying that that I felt like in the Draymond situation that it was adjudicated fairly in real time. The Warriors paid a penalty. They could have won that game too. They didn't. Green was off the floor, he was ejected, and the other guy was the instigator. Let's not if somebody takes it to a non-basketball play, everything that stems from that afterwards is on that player. Who took, who crossed the line between a basketball play and a non basketball play? There's nothing, there's no aspect of basketball that says, yeah, you grab a guy's leg. And if you grab a guy's leg, to me, you deserve almost anything that happens after you, after that, as long as it's a quote, reciprocal response. And I felt it was. All right. You don't have a, you don't have a, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, Grant, that I really don't like the idea of, you know, like if you make if you make money in 2019, you pay taxes on it in 2019. When you get to 2020, 2019 doesn't matter anymore. This idea that your lifetimes—if these were crimes—that would be one thing. These are not crimes. These are basketball issues. So to say to give him a uh, you know a harsher penalty because three years ago he kicked Stephen Adams in a he also paid a penalty three years ago. To me, it should be a new year these are not crimes this is not he didn't rob somebody it's not burglary this is a basketball deal so to me to look back at his past issues and to take him off the floor who you, you're penalizing the warriors they won the game but didn't they didn't have to win the game you're screwing around with the integrity of the series and you're taking the stars off of the floor in a very expensive entertainment i i, I don't like it i don't like the precedent it sets okay
0: do you have a problem with the antics of Green, standing on the bench, inciting the crowd. We've seen this often. We saw it last year in Memphis, okay, giving the, the double bird as he's leaving the floor after being ejected in game two. I mean, he obviously is not able to control that aspect of his emotions. As a uh, uh, somebody that's watched the Warriors through all of these years, that doesn't bother you?
1: No, it, it bothers me that they no longer make an attempt to rein him in. And when mm-hmm. Steve Kerr was asked about it, they're like, Steve, why didn't you guys have somebody grab him? Why didn't you have somebody bear hug him? Why don't you have somebody, you know, get him off the floor or, you know, sit him down or whatever. And he, Steve's like, hey, man, it isn't going to work. It's just not going to work. And so they're they're at a point of resignation. And mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. But. I, I, I just don't like the precedent. I don't like the precedent of taking. First of all, the league already has an image issue. Um, Tim Donahue made 7,000 calls to a ref that refs games right now. And we were told by David Stern, he was a rogue, isolated criminal that just happened to be calling another ref at game time 7,000 times. But the other refs totally innocent. So the NBA is an image problem. NFL doesn't have this problem. MLB doesn't have this problem. NHL doesn't have this problem. I don't like the idea of taking people out of the action for things that happen on the floor, things. And as far as that situation, these things go both ways. Last year in Boston, people were screaming bloody murder at Draymond Green. Should they have emptied the arena? No, you just got to live with it. And as far as Draymond showing emotion, I have no problem with that. He, he didn't incite anybody. I mean, to me, he's he's yelling and screaming. He, it's an emotional moment. But, I mean, this is – it's entertainment. Nobody died here. I don't think – and I really just don't think that that you should ever, as the league, start tinkering with the series. People already kind of think of it as orchestrated. It's a bad look. Stop leaning into it. Keep your best players on the floor. And I don't care if Adam Silver was there. That makes so no like, difference. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's Adam no Adam Silver Who cares? was there. So what? <laughs> so what? You, that was, yeah, right. You know, come um, on. I didn't understand that. I Who mean, cares? What difference just, does that it make? Just, I, I I didn't. I'll tell you the other yeah. one I didn't like years ago. I didn't mm-hmm. like it when the Heat and the Knicks had a bunch of guys suspended for wandering off the bench in the middle of I a agree. brawl. I that, agree. You jumped into that series and impacted it. Why? I mean, go back in baseball and how many? You're a baseball fan. You you're yeah. somewhat of a historian. How many times in our lifetime can you can you go back and explain? Oh, you know what happened in the '75 series was that you know the Red Sox had three guys taken off the. Of, out of the game six and out of game seven because of, you know, they, they got into it with some fans. No, it doesn't happen. And if you're going to adjudicate it, adjudicate it the following season or with yeah. some heavy penalties, speak to guys through their pocketbook, stop penalizing the teams, their fans and the overall fans watching by lessening the product to make what, to make some point. Do you think it, it's actually going to matter? I, I I do not like the heavy handed approach the NBA has with taking guys off the floor in the post season. It's to me, it's a, it's bad optics.
0: I'm going to go one more step on this and then we'll move on. I understand you don't feel that Draymond should have been suspended for the game last night. Are you in agreement that what he did was a flagrant two for that game?
1: Um, not really. I mean, to be totally honest, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I, you know, I excessive, I mean, if he had stood on him, that'd be one thing, but I mean, I mean, Grant, if you go back and watch it again, Greymon, Draymond's leg is being grabbed. He's trying to take a step. Have you ever tried to take a step even just, you know, wh- where one of your leg you leg that you didn't think was going to be, um, you know, somehow stuck, get stuck, you lose your balance, so he could have easily lost his balance and and ha- had to jam his leg on him. Instead, he just kind of jammed on him. And then without putting his weight on him, he, 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 you know, he, he, sh- he responded and he shouldn't have responded. I thought it should have been a flagrant foul. I should, I think he should have been ejected, but I don't think he should have been suspended. Okay, fair enough. Let's move on. Were you
0: surprised at how effective the warriors were with rebounding and the inability for the Kings really to get to the free throw line without Draymond Green. You mentioned some of the players that stepped up. Did that aspect of last night surprise you, that the Warriors could be as effective
1: as they were without Green on the floor? You know, I heard an interview the day before with Steve Kerr, so I wasn't really surprised because Kerr kind of crystallized it. He said, look, we just got to win one game. I know Mm -hmm. it seems like there's tons of momentum against us, but when (laughs) we watched the film, what we saw is, we didn't do a good job of take care taking care of the ball and we didn't rebound the ball at either end. Uh-huh. In this game, the ball goes in game 3 when every time the ball went in the air, the Warrior defenders or offensive players depending on what end of the floor they were, they looked for a body to 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 you know sc- to screen off the off the rebound. I mean, you can that's just a base that's the basics of basketball but Sometime maybe after a long season or fatigue or whatever, you just get away from it. You just start chasing it down. Somebody's got to go get the ball. It's, it's no different than lacrosse. Oh, loose ball. Somebody takes the ball. Somebody takes the man, right? right. Yeah. Uh, the ball goes up in the air in the NBA. Somebody's got to go pursue the rebound, but somebody's got to screen off the other team. Great and point. if you do it well, it's, it's, a, it's a cut and dried play. But if you don't do it well, it's a free-for-all. The Warriors didn't do it well in games one and two. And and they did do it exceptionally well in game three. I mean, look at almost every shot that went up. The two Warriors closest to the glass, one looks at the ball, the other's looking at the angle, and somebody is screening off the man. So it's just it's about priorities, it's about you know organizing your thoughts, it's about attention to detail and listening to Kerr talk about it. I kind of knew that was going to be on there, that they were likely to be better. Um, but I was, I kind of wondered how much of it was physical and how much of it was mental. I think we discovered that it was largely mental. They were just not, they were not taking into account the Kings player at all. They were just pursuing rebounds freely and they weren't, uh, they weren't keeping anybody off the glass. Leave it to Larry Kruger to make the
0: first lacrosse analogy on my show. Beautifully done, <laughs> Larry. <laughs> I love it. Hey, are the Kings, I know the Kings were awful last night. But after watching games one and two, did you say to yourself, wow, this team's a little bit better than I thought? Or did you expect that from Sacramento?
1: Um, no, I expected them to fire and play well because they had won more games on the road than they did at home. But, you know, this is the this is different. This is the playoffs. The thing that I think was the Kings' real downfall is um, you, they, they, they were non-competitive in this game. They let the Warriors, Correct. Um, you know, get one game back without really expending any emotion. I mean, uh, this game was a wire-to-wire job. This game was, in some ways, you could argue the Warriors may be in control of the series because they have the most convincing win in the series. And they're going to have the added bonus of getting Peyton and Green coming back. So um, it was a huge win for Golden State, for sure. No question. I, I, I was... I thought Sacramento, you know, I think you saw the difference. I think there's a real basic part of Sacramento's game that's cut and dried. Go look at it. There's almost no exceptions. If Monk plays huge and gives them big points off the bench, they can beat anybody and I think they win most of their games. That's a good point. If you can keep him into a regular bench cont- contribution role, good point. Sacramento doesn't have enough. They don't have enough. But if yep. he goes for 30, uh you don't have you you can't beat them.
0: You know, Jerry Reynolds was uh, on our post-game show last night, and he made pretty much the same comment. You know, he really thinks he's the X factor in this series for Sacramento. As a matter of fact, before game one, I had Jerry on, and I said, you know, what do you think is the X factor? And he said Malik Muck. And he said Malik Monk needs to average at least 15 points a game in order for the Kings to win this series. So you guys agree on that?
1: I'll give you one other factor I thought was a huge factor. And we didn't talk about it much because the Kings were a god-awful defensive team. But within this awful defensive team is an, is a truly genius defensive player. And that's Davion Mitchell. And mm-hmm. when Kerr adjusted the minutes and al- aligned uh, Curry's minutes up against Fox's minutes, he got Fox on Curry a lot more. And what he got a lot less was Davion Mitchell on Curry. And to me, that made a difference.
0: You think we'll see an adjustment from Mike Brown on Sunday in regards to that in the matchups?
1: I think there's, I think there's potential for that. Absolutely, I do. I think you know, I think Mitchell's a difference maker. What's his nickname? Like bad night or something like that, or off night or something. I mean, <laughs> off night. Yeah, right. I mean, he, he's he's <laughs> right. he's a ten, he is Draymond Green in a six-one frame. You know, yeah. I mean, he's and he and you don't notice it, but his strength has a has an impact. It always did in college, and, and you could see it on Steph in the first two games. So I thought that was a huge key, getting Mitchell off of Steph. Um, I thought that – and I'll, I'll say the other one I thought was big was matching up with Len and Sacramento's size a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, the Warriors used Jermichael Green, though there was a little disagreement on the bench. Uh, you saw that, Green mixing yeah. it up a little bit with the yep. assistant coach. Um, and obviously J- Jermichael green wants to play. I mean, he feels like, you know, he's, this was his opportunity to play and that he was playing well. Um, but yeah, the warriors used had better size. I thought the other key factor was Moses Moody. I mean, Moses Moody grant has a personality where he's such a respectful guy that he's deferred too much. And I think in this situation with green out, they needed him to step up. They expressed that to him. He's re- His game is ready to take it to the next level. He had a brilliant 16-minute run.
0: I want to say uh, thank you to New Works Plumbing for their sponsorship. Remember, they will be there 24-7 for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. Just go to com or call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. All right, so you and I both picked the Warriors at the beginning of this series. Have you changed your mind at all? Do you still think
1: the Warriors win this series? I do, but I do think it's gonna go the distance now. I think there's a if the Warriors are getting it done, I think it's gonna be in seven. I you know, it's possible they could get it done in six and win game five, but I don't know. It's just it's Sacramento's just such a really tough place to play. I mean it's uh I think th- I think it's probably gonna go seven. My guess is it goes seven now and I'll take the Warriors in game seven to get it done on the road. That would not, in my opinion, be the scenario that the Kings would be salivating
0: over to get this team, the defending champs with Steph Curry in a winner take all game. I don't care where the game's played. I'm with you. I think the Kings, that would be a rough spot for them.
1: I think Mike Brown said it best when they said in the broadcast that he told his guys before game three, Hey guys, we're not going to win a decision here. We're going to have to knock somebody out. You're going to beat the champ. You know, it's like boxing, you know, you know, in the seventies, I remember, you know, watching boxing with my dad, he would say, Hey, you know if you're going to beat the champ you have to beat the champ you know you you can't just uh you know you know, battle them out and win a decision that's not the way it works so i mean that's that that would be what i would say to sacramento as well it's like hey you know what if you're going to win this series you're going to have to go take this series um i don't think you're going to be handed the series
0: you know, what's funny, you and I were on at the same time last night after the game doing our shows, and you said you went to two in the morning, right? And I yeah. was done with, uh, you know, I was done with my show in about 30 minutes. Now, the previous two games, I could have gone to five in the morning. <laughs> the fans and their difference from a win and a loss is, uh, it really affects how long we do our shows. I don't know how it is with you, but after a loss, it's like, ah, we don't want to talk tonight, you know?
1: Yeah, well, you know it's funny. Uh, there was a lot of people wanted to talk the other night, but yeah, this this particular live stream went <laughs> uh, past midnight. We had a full house though. I had like five or six people it. stopping by, uh, and everybody wanted to to get in on it. Yeah, it was it was just yeah. You know, there sometimes it's like you want a Pomona loss. Um, sometimes, like in football, the, the the losses drive a huge crowd. Uh, but in basketball, I think it's like, hey, you know what? I, I, can't, I can't stomach it anymore. So I don't like – people f- prefer to talk about wins than losses.
0: Great stuff, Larry. I wish you uh, the best uh, moving forward. And, you know, who knows? Maybe you and I will do this again leading up to a Game 7. Always fun having you on. I greatly appreciate it.
1: Anytime, Grant. Love to come on.
0: Let's move on now to our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. Blake asks, are there any more MLB rule changes you'd like to see? Good question, Blake. I think for right now, I like the way the game's being played. I like the way the game is moving. So for right now, I'm fine with no more rule changes. Dave asked, did the Bucks show they're the team to beat winning so decisively without Giannis? I'm not so sure I'd say they're the team to beat over the Celtics. I think the Celtics and the Bucs will play in the Eastern Conference Finals, and that should be a dandy. Gary wants to know, am I surprised that Draymond got suspended? I am not surprised. You heard from Larry Kruger moments ago. Uh, He did not like it. He did not think he should have been suspended. I disagree. I think he uh, was uh, due and uh, had no one to blame but himself. Chung asked, do you think we'll see a top quarterback like Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers traded on draft night. I don't know about Jackson, but I think Rodgers will be traded either right before the draft or on draft night. So I'd be surprised if Aaron Rodgers is not moved here uh, before the draft. Aaron asked, do you agree with the anonymous NBA player survey that Trey Young is the most overrated player and Drew Holiday is the most underrated in the NBA? Tough to argue with. Tough to argue with. I think Drew Holiday is clearly as underrated as any player in the NBA. As far as young, you know, he's not in a class by himself. But, yeah, I think that's probably uh, fairly accurate. Justin wants to know, what's my take on NBA rookies having to participate in the whole combine to be eligible for the draft starting in 2024? I say amen. Congratulations. General managers and teams need medical information. They need to be able to talk to the individual. They need to be able to see the individual. Uh, I think it's fabulous. I'm a big fan of that. Angel wants to know, will the Broncos be worse next season not having any picks until the fourth round? They're not going to be better, that's for sure. Keith wants to know if I expect uh, Tatis Jr. to play at the same caliber as before his suspension. Not right away, but yeah, I do. Based on what I'm reading, yes, I do. Colin wants to know, have you seen a franchise give up on a city like the A's before? Yeah, I've seen it. I've also seen a city give up on a franchise the way the A's have with the Raiders, the Warriors, and now the A's. So I think it goes both ways in that city. Bryce asked, would I assume that Michael Irvin is done working for the NFL Network? Well, if the allegations are true, okay, then yes. But I don't know if they're true. There's a lot of gray area there, and so I'm not ready to condemn Michael Irvin and say that he's never going to work again until this goes through the judicial process. So time will tell. Hey, again, if you want to get in on our Crowd Ultra Q&A, all you need to do is go to CrowdUltra.com.
1: It's time for Rant. rant, rant, rant.
0: And today's rant is brought to you by Fosters and Paws. You can check out everything that they do at fostersandpaws.org. They are a group of animal advocates. They work primarily with dogs and shelters. And right now, they have 24 puppies available for adoption. That's right, puppies available for adoption right now. And all you need to do is go to fostersandpaws.org. Well, if the Sacramento Kings lose this series, they may very well point to the Game 3 loss where they came out flat. They came out with no pizzazz. They were playing a team without Draymond Green and without Gary Payton, and the Kings played arguably their worst loss of the season. I mean, you can't have that in the playoffs, all right? I mean, you're taking on a team that is shorthanded. I don't know what it is about the Kings this year, how many games they've lost to teams that come in shorthanded. I mean, Philadelphia sticks out at me. In Sacramento, no Joel Embiid, no James Harden. They lost to Philadelphia. They lost to the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. I mean, we can go on and on and on. I mean, at some point, all right, you got to take advantage of these opportunities. Yeah, they still lead two games to one, but if... If they lose this series, they're probably gonna point to the game that was played Sunday night, or excuse me, last night in San Francisco, that game three. And that's my rant for today. Hey, be sure and join us for our next watch party at uh Daikon Barbecue. All right. That is in Natomas. We'll be there for the twelve thirty start. We'll probably be down there and set up and ready to go by 11. Daikon Barbecue, that is Korean barbecue, all you can eat, Daikon Korean barbecue in Natomas. Join us on Sunday. I hope you have a fabulous weekend and thank you so much for joining us right here on If You Don't Like That and once again, my thanks to Larry Kruger. So long, everybody.